welcome to the Gen Ed 101 podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Radke. With me today are fellow pod people, Lee Kunle. Hi, comrades. And Mark Whale. Hello, people. And Mo Rich. Good evening. Hello. And my, and my dog in the background. And Lee's dog in the background. And the other thing that we should point out is that it's evening when we record it, might not be evening when they listen to it. I think it doesn't really matter. Today we're talking about something which is vitally important and something that people really dislike talking about. And that is politics. Now we're recording this, if this is like somebody has come across this recording in the future, this was recorded in 2016 when there was a lot of really strange political stuff going on. I mean, the obvious one is the uh, U.S. presidential election with Donald Trump, potentially. What a terrible sentence that is to hear. And it's really driven home the fact that even if we don't want to talk about politics sometimes, it's vitally important that we do talk about politics. Because even if we think we don't care about politics, politics continues to affect us. So we've been trying to figure out ways to, to go about this. So what we're going to do is each of us is going to talk about and, in a sense, defend a particular uh, political system. And Mo, what are, you, what are you going to talk about? I am going to defend <coughs> totalitarianism. Dun, dun, dun. I know. That is the soundtrack for That Trump. is, yeah, that yeah. is the soundtrack it for It seems Trump. like it would be a very uh, unlikely and unpopular uh, philosophy for a uh, hip, cool, liberal person like myself and many of my listeners, uh, to defend. But I'm going to have a go at it, and I think I can convince that it's the way to go, totalitarianism. One ruler, and everybody obeys one ruler, and that's the ideal form of government. I'm looking forward to Mo's defense of that. I'm also looking forward to Lee coming up with a musical sting for each of the different <laughs> <laughs> So, So, so far we've got Mo doing totalitarianism, I am, that's, that's Lee, uh, that's me, I'm going to be talking about Marxism, uh, otherwise known as communism or socialism for our purposes here. They are a bit different, but uh, basically, takeaway message for uh, Marxism is we're better together. Oh, how would the music go for that one? Oh, really? Is that old Christmas tree? It's to keep the red flag flying. <laughs> I do have the Soviet anthem Believe somewhere. Me. I'm it's, pretty sure that was old Christmas tree. It, it is old Christmas tree, but it's also keep the red flag flying. Oh, dear. Mark, you are covering? <clears throat> I'm covering constitutional democracy. Which sounds like? Meh. Oh. All right. <laughs> it would be like, sort of like elevator music. No, it would be like a it would be like a commercial jingle. Yeah, exactly. No, you uh, guys... Dun dun dun. Was that by Menon? Yes. Yeah. Nice cutting edge. <laughs> I think our listeners. No, I think it would be. I don't be... know any other jingles. The Ode to Joy by Beethoven. By Beethoven, I know. And of course, democracy is all about joy, and it's actually it's it's about a an ideal and a principle and the principle really is that of equality and equality means that basically there aren't really there's not really a pecking order and each of us has the right to govern and to give our consensus to be governed and i'll be covering libertarianism which 
I, I think you can define as the ultimate in freedom. All of your systems seem to be trying to solve a problem with government, whereas my perspective argues the problem is government. <laughs> dun, dun. Good sting. All right, so to be honest, we've tried to do this podcast. This is the third time around now. Uh, the first time we did it, I started off with this amazing explanation of how important politics was and how interesting it was, and then we had to stop halfway through when we all got uh, bored. The second time, we got closer, and this time I think we've got a handle on it. And now when I say we've got a handle on it, <laughs> what I mean is... We've got a bike handle. I've got a bike handle on it, because this is what we're going to do. This is what we've decided. We're going to go around, and each of us, rather than trying to describe what an entire society would look like under this, uh, our individual system, which of course would be very complex and difficult to picture, I've given everyone a specific situation, and they are going to explain how their philosophy would apply to that situation. And the situation is this. We each have... 1,000 bicyclists, and we are trying to get them from point A to point B. So how would each of these systems work, and why would they work that way to get these bicyclists from A to B? And we're going to start off with Moe's Bicycle Club. I'm still uh, impressed by your handle segue. I don't know. We should all just take a moment. We should take a moment. That segue deserved a moment. That deserved a moment. For me, uh, in my attempt to defend totalitarianism, I would just like to paint you a picture of the worst bike tour ever. A thousand uh, cyclists trying to get to point B, and there's only one point B, and they're all trying to get there, and each of those thousand cyclists wants to get there first. That's just human nature. And therein lies my defense of totalitarianism, is human nature is, uh, well, it's awful. Humans are miserable people. Uh, they're greedy, and they're selfish, and they are competitive. So this idea of a nice, uh, leisurely, thousand-rider bike tour from point A to point B, um, in my point of view, which I'm borrowing from uh, Thomas Hobbes, is just going to necessarily devolve into utter chaos. So what would these bike riders be doing, basically, to each other? Whatever they can do to get ahead. They'd be running over each other, they'd be kicking each other over. Oh my over. god, sabotage, beating the beep out of the other's bikes, uh, beating the beep out of each other, out of the riders. There'd be beep everywhere. There would be a lot of beep all over the road, a well-placed uh, bike pump to Nathan's head. Oh. Beep. Uh, jamming a water bottle in Lee's spokes so he takes a tumble. Wow. I just beep. do a really nice uh, jujitsu sidekick into Mark Whale, knock him off his bike. Now, uh, you can't see this, of course, because uh, this is a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> but Mo Welcome. just did an amazing roundhouse kick. I did. That was, that was impressive. Thank you, Nathan, for noticing. Uh, I may have hurt myself, but uh, on well, we it. go. Yeah, so this... Uh, human nature is such that we want to get ahead and we want to outdo the other and we want what is ours at any cost so we're always on the attack and it's a melee it's the tour de 
fear. It's everybody's just going insane and trying to take on the other, and uh, we're not going to get very far doing that. No, that sounds terrible. So, so Mo, this is how you imagine the bicyclists would be if they were just left. Left to their own devices. Like, yeah, absolutely. So they're on their own, a thousand uh, bikers trying to get to point B. Uh, and, and, and they're not going to cooperate. They're not going to help each other. They're just going to steal, maim, hurt, and get to the finish line. It's a thousand Lance Armstrongs on the road <laughs> at one time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just going to be, uh, Lee, it's just going to be utter chaos and bloodshed and a pile of mangled bikes and a pile of mangled bodies. And we're okay. not going to get to that, uh, that beautiful point B at all. So, so what would Hobbes suggest then we would need to do to get from point A to point B? We need order from the chaos. And we need, well, you'll also have a thousand riders riding in fear of the other because you know Nathan that I'm going to try and take you out and Lee I'm going to try and take you out and same with you Mark um, so we're all riding in fear we want security we don't want to uh, bike in fear and we don't want to always be on guard from the next attack so we need security and we need order from the chaos so what we need is one bike leader one uh, driver or coxswain, the back of the group, if you will, keeping us What's uh, in coxswain? line. I'm glad you asked that, Lee. Thank you, Mom. Because that's a word that I'm actually quite familiar with. And the coxswain is the person in the back of the boat, if you row. I don't want to mix my oh, metaphors okay, here. I there's see. eyes rolling happening. But the coxswain in the back of the boat is the person who keeps the entire team on pace. And he has to be, or she, mm -hmm. has to be a bit of a bully, doesn't he or she? A bit of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certainly a bit of an autocrat. So this mm. uh, bike group needs that driver in the back who has absolute control over this group of Lance Armstrongs, over this chaotic, bloody mess. And that person will keep them in line. The bikers will give up their individual liberty, their individual freedom, in order to have that protection, that security, that order, and with that in mind, that totalitarian control over the group, we will get safely, securely, so, from point A to point B. So question, Mo, so this person, the coxswain, are they, like, do they put themselves in control, or are they chosen? The people, the thousand bikers, willingly give over their rights, their freedoms to they, that one they person. They choose oh, this they, one person mm -hmm. and then that person gets to be it. Well, I would say better than them choosing, it would probably be somebody would just sort of assert it because it would be, you'd have to have the strongest, scariest person to be that leader. Because if people are choosing, they're not going to choose the strong, scary person. They're going to choose like <laughs> a little, little, you know, unless we're, unless we're afraid. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're afraid, we might want to choose the scary, burly person. Oh, that's possible. I think now, motivated by fear, yeah, Lee, I think you would want. Mo, it sounds a bit like a contract. Like, it sounds a little bit like we're giving up our own ability to go ride willy-nilly, steal each other's bikes, mm -hmm. and we give up that, I don't know, autonomy or freedom, mm -hmm. and we get, in turn, we get a leader and safety. Is that right? Absolutely. And we get to point B. We obey the leader and we get the protection. Because I think even though uh, human nature 
Um, and this is why totalitarianism works for me. Human nature is pretty awful. Okay. We're vicious. We're this greedy, sounds reasonable. I and just... I think in order for it to work, but, but, oh, sorry, to, to Lee's uh, point, even with all that miserable aspect of human nature, we're still rational. Uh... We still know we want to get to, we don't want the pile of mangled corpses and bikes on the road. We do want to get there. So we do enter into that contract. We do uh, give that, up that, our rights. That's to my sense. So my sense of what you're saying and my understanding is that like, it's, this is not like a, a, a tyrant that comes along and says, you're mm. going to follow me. I mean, there's a difference here, right? It's not somebody who takes it by force, but actually the, for, the force, in a sense, is given to them. Yes. By the, I just think that's an important point to make, because when you think of totalitarianism, you think of somebody coming in with guns blazing and kind of like destroying all of the cyclists and saying, putting themselves in charge. But this is actually a bit more subtle than that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe that contract element helps, yeah. helps clarify yeah. how, how that's going to work. Yeah. So with the contract, if in the state of nature that you described, I've got a bicycle basically looking backwards because Lee is going to club me in the head with a sock full of quarters to steal my my bell and he's got to constantly be on the lookout because I'm going to chop him in the throat uh, for his for his basket yes and so we both give up those rights I give up my right to throat chop Lee Lee gives up his right to crack me in the head with a sock full of quarters quarters yes and what about the person in charge? Do they still have the right to violence? Yes, they do. To keep us in line, crack that whip. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying that this would definitely result in all of these, or some of them, because some of them are going to break the law. And what happens if they break the rules in this situation? They're out. Ooh. What do you think about, like, because probably your one, your guy at the back, your coxswain's probably got his map, right? So he's the guy with the map. And he's the guy that knows how he's getting to point B. I'm just kind of imagining, like, what would you do with, with you know, if somebody found that a couple of cyclists have got their own alternative route maps? Uh, there's no room for dissent uh, in this scenario. There's no room for uh, secondary maps. It, it works when the group obeys right. the leader and the leader's map. Right. That's how we would get there. And if the leader is insane and has a map that's driving him off a cliff? Um, you follow him off the cliff. Huh. Well, I suppose it's still better than the state of nature. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. I guess that's... At least at least we have a plan. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I guess that's part of the choosing is right when you choose, you don't necessarily choose the bullet. You choose somebody who you think is going to be fairly benevolent and kind of have your best interest. I don't know. I feel like benevolence leads to people coming up with alternative maps. <clears throat> I think if you're too benevolent, this everyone's <clears throat> going to be like, "Oh, maybe let's all write our own maps." Benevolent the firm. Oh. That sounds like like a pillow ad. <laughs> <laughs> Benevolent, but firm. But firm. The sleep right pillow. But of course it goes wrong, doesn't it? Because that's when you get, you know, like the, you chose this guy, this coxswain, you think it's going to get you to point B and you trust them. And there is a certain amount of trust there. And, and actually you can take away that fear. That fear disappears and you know they're going to get there, get you there. But then somewhere through some... Basically, they get ideas which are 
bigger than themselves and they suddenly start kind of exactly leading you in a yeah. different direction. Mm -hmm. Because direction, doesn't, doesn't power corrupt? I mean, that's a cliche, but I think it's a cliche that's important. And I think Hobbes would say that the consequences of that are not as bad as the consequences right. of the original mm -hmm. scenario, which was the pile of mangled bikes and okay. bodies well, on the road. Better, uh, better power corrupting you, better going off a cliff, at least, at least again, there is some kind of order. Mm-hmm. Even if that's an order orderly is, dive off the cliff. Orderly dive off the cliff, still better than that horrifying situation that you described. And mm -hmm. of course, it's always possible that the leader is not insane. It's possible, right? I mean, it could just be that you get a good person in this situation. Is that possible, Mo? That like, if you had some somebody who actually had the will of the people at heart, that they might be able to do some good with this kind of power? See, what a lovely bike ride that would be. Wouldn't it? But what happens if you realize too late that the person in charge, what if they're a mad coxswain? <laughs> well, you just have to make sure that you don't realize too late. That's why you do your research. I mean, that's the rational bit, isn't it? That's mm. the rational bit. It, like, mm. it is interesting that all these cyclists, they're all kind of like totally self-centered and kind of out for their own interest. But there seems to be this moment of kind of, of, of clarity where they say, hey, hang on guys, let's all kind of get together and choose somebody or however you want to say it, Nathan, and kind of like uh, organize that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the kind of rational bit. And I can kind of relate to that, you know, well, as, a, as someone who rides a bike, but also as someone who spends a lot of time in, in groups, I will tend to sit in a group for <coughs> a certain period of time and kind of identify who I think mm -hmm. is the person that I want to defer to. And then I will just willingly, in any group situation, hand over the power to the leader who I think is going to do the best job. Which is why Nathan is our leader of the right. podcast group. This is, this is how this we got the true. job. Yeah. Do you want to hand over the idea now to me? I, sir, I do. Okay. Mark, over to you, Mark. <clears throat> right. Well, it's interesting because I was thinking as you were talking that one of the... While it doesn't sound it, perhaps, uh, you, everybody on your bike ride is actually equal. Everybody has an equal shot, mm -hmm. as far as I see it, as being the leader, as being chosen. It's not that anybody is born with some kind of divine right, right, that puts them higher up the pecking order. Everybody is on the same level. Yeah. We're all equal. It's just that we understand that as equal, we're kind of fairly self-interested and we're all enemies to one another. And that's why you have to choose this guy. Well, I guess democracy starts off with that idea that we're all equal. So we're on this bike ride and everybody is equal. There isn't one person that's any better or any better fitted to, to rule everybody else than anybody else. And I guess the difference between my situation, my bike ride and your bike ride is that I don't think that we're quite as kind of backbiting and, you know, out to get one another as, as you do. Uh, I think we're a little bit more kind of uh, maybe that rationality comes in has a bit more to play, you know, in terms of getting along. So a more positive view of human nature yeah, at the outset. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and 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 as such, so we go around with the idea of um, you know, we, since we're all equal and we're all kind of like, you know, have our own kind of autonomy, if you like, or we're our own person, people. Uh, we don't really want to do things that kind of mess with other people, but we do sort of recognise, um, having said that, that there are sometimes people who do step over the boundaries and do try and kind of like get their own way and push their own kind of like agenda along, which is why then I guess 
we need a government because otherwise it would sound like if we're all really nice and we all agree that everybody else has their right to exist we could possibly go on this bike ride without any type of ruling party but we've decided that we do actually need a government because yes. some people do go the wrong route and so this but this government unlike yours uh is it, not going to be one person uh, it's going to be a group of people, sort of, uh, and these people are going to be picked from the cyclists, right? So you've got all these cyclists, and we've got to get from point A to point B. And how are we going to do it? Well, we're going to choose maybe, I don't know, 10 cyclists to form a body that are going to kind of take us along the right route. And we'll maybe put one person sort of in overall charge, and they kind of pretty much decide the way we're going to go and every five years or so because this is a very long bike ride. <laughs> maybe every five kilometers yeah. maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Every, every week five minutes <laughs> definitely not every five minutes <laughs> I, I should confess I don't own a bike or ride a bike why I had one when I was young and it got stolen and then trashed and then thrown in the tree in front of my house. Oh, Nathan. Oh, rough neighborhood. That's a long story. Okay, where were we? And the connection? Okay, we have to figure out how long is this bike ride. Oh, right. Because right. it can't be five years long. Okay. That is, no, that's a long that bike ride. That is an epic bike ride. Whatever. Every 50 kilometers. Okay, okay every 50 Kilometers. Every 50 kilometers, we actually uh, review Fine. the situation and we decide uh, whether the governing body that is leading us on this bike ride should actually stay in power or whether we should get a different group. Because so, maybe a bunch of the bicyclists have noticed, wait a second, I don't think this is the way. I don't exactly. think this is the right path. I've noticed that we're driving through a lot of brambles. Yeah, and of course, you know, you get kind of, even within this, like I've said, in contrast to Mo, that I think most of we have a better kind of like understanding between one another. We're not quite as backbiting, but we still got these corrupt individuals who want to take us along their own path. And the great thing about our system of kind of constantly every 50 kilometers reviewing this situation means that if somebody gets a bit uppity, if somebody starts to take us off on their own path, gets a bit dogmatic, we can just get rid of him. And replace that person with somebody else who's... Somebody else is a little more kind of maybe balanced, who's got a different view of how to, to lead us along. And then we wait until that one starts to go a little bit funny. Yeah, and then and we get another one. And get another one. Yeah. So, Mark, you, the idea here is that the role of Moe's coxswain... Sure. We can say driver. A driver. I kind of like this word now. Um, is now being distributed among a kind of committee yeah, that is like selected by the cyclists themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what's kind of interesting is I'm just realizing listening to you guys talk is that it seems like totalitarianism is afraid of the people and democracy has a fear of power. Hmm. Like, Mo, the way you described it, the, mm -hmm. the people are terrible and Mark, the way you describe it, it's like power is terrible and so you have to make sure that nobody has it too long. It's like, like the ring from lord of the rings is that a no, reference people get it's just like that it's just no like... i don't get that oh. i'm not sure that we're afraid of power but you're suspicious of people having power too long and you at least have mechanisms of taking power away from people so if I we think... had one of these people who was driving us off, off the cliff, cliff we could get I rid of we them. yeah exactly i think we understand <clears throat> that this 
I mean, in a sense, what we're trying to institutionalise, uh, you know, what we have basically is a situation where we believe that everybody has equal rights. And I have to re respect your rights, Nathan, as a cyclist, and your rights, Lee, as a cyclist, and yours, Mo. Um, and you have to respect mine, and that's all very well and good. And we could go around, but we never get anywhere if we're constantly saying, well, what do you think, Nathan? Where do you think we should go? Oh, Lee, where, where do you think? Or Mo, where do you think we should go? We never actually get anywhere. So what we need to do is kind of get a body who is going to make those decisions for us and think about our best interests. So in a, in a sense, it's like a short, we're shortcutting um, the whole kind of general let's ask everybody what their opinion is and kind of mm -hmm. um, but we're trying not to uh, shortcut it in a way that then puts some kind of uh, authoritarian kind of like brainwashing group of people who are just going to bulldoze their way through and, and but, but I guess we also realize that essentially we're all humans and there is a chance that it is going to turn into, you know, power is going to go to people's heads. It seems to me, Mark, that in most situation, if you had a bad ruler, you were in real trouble. Yeah, you're going off that cliff. You're going off a cliff. Mm -hmm. But if you had a good ruler, you might actually get to your destination, Wait. get there on Wait. time, yeah. right? Uh, very efficient. Um, mm -hmm. Now, in your system, I, I appreciate that we can get rid of the bad rulers, mm. but what is the basis by which we are choosing the people who know where they're going? I mean, we're just all cyclists who know as much as anybody we're going to choose. Yeah, so, it seems to me that if you don't have well-informed cyclists, what are they going to be basing it that's on? They, right. they could be voting for somebody because they make all sorts of ridiculous promises that can't Yeah, we're through. not going to go up any hills. No, it's downhill from <laughs> now on. Every day downhill. I vote for that cyclist, Leo. No, I, I, I agree. But, I mean, that's why, I guess, a democracy <clears throat> uh, relies upon people becoming well-informed. Oh, no. Um, oh, and so, so we need everybody also to have a map. Well, exactly. And to, to study the as map. I, and I, to know how to read the map. So, right. as I said before, the, the thing is, because actually what this is really is a microcosm or a, a kind of a, a representative body of us. And so if they're going to represent us, we actually have to know something about the path that we're going on. Because it seems to me well, what's going to happen is the person who's going to win the bike election is the person who makes the most promises and promises the easiest ride. Mm -hmm. No, I, it's, it's true. But then, the, the, you know, the question is, what is your alternative? Yes, and you walked right into that one. Let did, me yeah. tell you. <laughs> Well, okay, you ask, what is the alternative? I, I okay, I, I'm representing Marxism, which is also known as communism, it's also known as socialism, and my bike ride is a bit different. You have to imagine, because I'm actually going to make some physical changes to these bikes, we're going to weld all thousand bikes together. I'm sorry, we're, Lee, what? Sorry, no, again? You're going to weld? We're going to weld the bikes together. I'm just a bit worried about yeah. that, because I remember the fiasco with your shelves. Okay, I am not going, <laughs> He's not going to do it. I'm not going to do the welding myself, having learned the lesson from trying to build my own bookshelves. Um, no, we are going to weld all the bikes together, all thousand of them, make one monolithic giant bike 
Now, it's not just in one, just so you in podcast land don't think that everybody's going to fall over. We're going to make it a kind of a grid bike where they get welded on the sides and to the front. So we make a kind of... Uh, like a honeycomb shape? Yeah, a honeycomb shape of bikes. And what we're going to do is we're all going to ride together. We're all going to use our collective strength because here's the problem. You know, in Mark's bike ride, I'm not really sure. I mean, there's a lot of people. I wonder what are we going to do with the people who are slow and older and are being maybe left behind. But well, we're not leaving them behind. Well, that's why we have a, unless a the majority wants them to be left exactly. behind. Unless the majority wants them to be left behind. Unless somebody comes along and says, "Here's my policy. Let's get rid of all the old cyclists. We'll go faster." That's right. Yeah, but they can only do and that let's take their bikes. And let's take their bikes. And then you have somebody else who comes in for yeah, the next 50 kilometers and goes old, back and kills them. The old people are 50 it's kilometers behind at that back point. And pick them up again. Confused and disoriented. So I'm, I'm suggesting we, we weld all the bikes together. And now I realize that we're not going to get there nearly as fast as Mo is going to get there. Mm. And uh, I understand that uh, we're not going to stop every 50 kilometers and unweld the bikes and, you know, like have a talk about it. But what we are going to do is we're going to get there together. We're going to get there uh, in wherever there is. We're going to decide together for that matter. And... The, the basic idea is that, you know, we can, we can just rely on each other to do what we need to do. We don't need bosses telling us. We don't need to create our own bosses. We can just do it. I mean, look, everybody who's listening to this podcast is able to get from point A to point B without a coxswain or a, a committee, you know. And if you wanted to get there with your, you know, six-year-old niece or something like that, you put her in the back and you cool. take her with you. Because she can't pedal as fast. That's right. You're not just going to leave her and you're not going to, like... That? individuality you know like don't people people like to kind of like you ride can, i mean we could still you can ride your, together you can paint your bike you any just, color no. you want <laughs> as long as it's drab have you, been, have you ever been on a tandem a tandem is incredibly limiting you sit there you can't do anything if you're the passenger you can't see where you're going you can't see the scenery uh it, you can free ride if you're on the front you work harder than the actual the other the other guy can just sit there and do nothing well, but it's, some it's, people are better cyclists. That's right. And in, I guess, in Mark's system, but, those better cyclists... Will win cycling elections. Oh, no, they, they win won't. Cycling they and they no, won't in my them. system, the better cyclists will actually... There will be a chance that the better cyclists will help those cyclists that are not so good. There is a because, chance. Because the not-so-good cyclists actually have a say. Whereas in Lee's system, the better cyclists do not get to get ahead. Right? No, they don't get to get ahead. No. They get to go along and contribute to everybody else's success. Nobody gets ahead. That's right. We all just get there at the same time. The very notion of getting ahead is a very um, political idea in your system. It's an incentive no, in your system. I saw it's not in my I, I thought exactly. we, just, we just decided that I wasn't going to get ahead because we're constantly changing direction. Well, yes. We're constantly changing move. You'll so be ahead, exactly. but only for 50 kilometers. Right. Exactly. Because, <laughs> when, be because what does getting ahead mean? But it seems to me that you have, like, by welding all your bikes together, there is absolutely no uniqueness, no individual. It's like one massive pre-programmed ants, to use Nathan's uh, wonderful formulation. I do like to Look, talk about ants. We're just trying to get from point A to point B. And I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that the best way to do it is by us all working together. Because That's it. each, according to how well he or she pedals. That's right. That's what you expect from them. Pedal as well as you can. Pedal as much as you can and 
In, in return, we promise to take you along. Mm-hmm. I wonder, to the folks out in podcast land, yeah. listening to you, yeah. me, those among our listeners who have had to do group work. Yes. Everyone loves group work. <laughs> <laughs> How would they feel about this notion of everybody working together with a yeah. common goal? Does it work in real life? It does work in real life, although group work is a case, I, I grant you, that is, uh, would, it's hard for me to make the case with group work. Mm-hmm. But let's think about this. Let's think about peer tutoring. We know that there are people who are better in a certain subject than other uh, people. And we also, I mean, I've certainly had this experience as a, a teacher in the class, that if another student helps the student who is struggling, that that help is often better received and is, is given in such a way that I don't even I wouldn't even be able to help the other student in that way. Students are the best resources for each other. And I think they're willing to do it. Um, I think that group work sucks because we make them do it and of course, you know, then we it's hard to grade it. Oh, okay, no, no, this is not isn't that what you're doing though? Like you're making everybody Travel in a group. There yeah, isn't. we're making everyone travel in a group. Um, it's group work. But but here's my issue. Okay, so let's say I politics is group work. Let's so say I'm on them. your giant honeycomb bike. Yes. Weld monstrosity. Yes. That it seems unwieldy. It also seems mm. like does everyone also have handlebars so they can turn slightly? Yeah, slightly. So the it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, wow. it's it's steered by general consensus. Right. So it's like everyone kind of go right a little bit or exactly. left, I guess. So yes. Everyone kind of go yes. left a little bit and sort of drift we, over that we, way. We lilt left quite a bit. It's yeah. true. All right. So here's what I think would happen. So I'm on I'm on your monstrosity. Yeah. I get tired. Yeah. I stop pedaling mm-hmm. and I realize, wait, I'm going the same speed. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pedal and I can still go the same speed. That's right. My feet are yes. up on those handlebars within seconds right. of learning that piece of information. <clears throat> yes. That, and, and, and I, I realize this is not an easy sell, but that is because you're thinking about it very much in Mark's terms. We are going to give you different incentives. Mm-hmm. There's going to be different rewards. The reward now is not the first person to get to the finish line gets all the prize money and nobody get, else gets anything. There are other rewards that we all count on as human social beings. When you're in your family, when you're together with your friends, it's not a question of competition. It's a question of generosity, of sharing, of friendship, of companionship. Those are the kinds of rewards we look for when we're with our friends. So I think we're not always profit maximizers. We're not always people who are out to gain the most for ourselves. We're also out to help our friends. And if you, if I knew you were tired and if I got kudos from you for pedaling harder in order to let you put your feet up on the handlebars, then I would do that. But I don't think, but, but your <clears throat> criticism, I didn't say it was really a question of getting to the finish line and getting there. I think for me, uh, the idea of democracy, it is democratic bike ride, is the process, right? Is that process of actually kind of like looking out for the other and finding out how best to kind of go the best route that is going to suit everybody else and then we're going to kind of change it in a bit and come back. So, I mean... I'm not sure that the, 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 the goal is a point in the future. The goal is the process of 
of living. Now, of course, democracy does allow for some type of kind of, you know, capitalism and uh, sort of profit-making kind of idea, which would probably feed more into what Nathan's going to talk about, right? In fact, I'm going to talk about that right now. Because okay. let me tell you what I see. Let me paint a picture. <laughs> All right. I imagine myself suspended in a hot air balloon, looking down at all of these bike tours. And I look down at the Mo bike tour, and what I see is a group of terrified cyclists, not terrified of each other, I'll give yeah. you that, but all terrified of their leader. <clears throat> and they are pedaling like crazy, and they are going very, very fast, and they are definitely unified, and they are heading off a cliff, while the coxswain <laughs> is screaming and laughing maniacally and has uh, Trump's haircut Ooh. because of 2016. Yeah. Cutting edge. Uh, so that's what I see there, and they're all hurtling off a cliff. That's what I see when I look down at Moe's tour. Mm -hmm. When I look over at Mark's tour, what I see are like a big bunch of people, and they're all frantically pedaling, and then they all stop, and they all get off, and they all have a discussion. I didn't want to And then they all get back on, and then somebody makes a speech. It's like, it's all downhill this way. And so then they all go a different direction. And then after a while, they're like, hey, it's not downhill. Let's get rid of that guy. And it's like, I know the way that's all downhill. It's like, oh, let's get that guy. And so then they vote for him, and then they go in a different direction, and it's just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth every 50 <clears> kilometers. <throat> and then I look over at... Lee's bike tour, and it's it's just a rusted giant <laughs> monolithic monolithic catastrophe of people looking at each other and being like, "Oh, I thought you were pedaling. Yeah. I thought you were pedaling." <laughs> and so I offer the solution no, right. to our problems. I say, "Let us cut the ties." I say, "Let us unweld the bikes." I say, "Let us detach ourselves from our coxswains." Oh my. <laughs> I say, let us free ourselves of the constant need to have a temporary leader, and let's just allow everyone, as individuals, to proceed as they see fit individually. Oh. The fast ones will not be held back by the slow ones, are they, as they are in, uh, in, Lee's, in Lee's bike. You won't have to constantly go a direction that perhaps you don't want to go in, because you lost an election, as in Mark's system, and you don't have to worry that the person in charge is absolutely insane, as you do in Moe's. Instead, we will free all of the bikes, allow the bikes to proceed at their own paces, and everyone can go to the Bs that they see fit. They can go to Bs and Cs and Ds and Es and Zs. I skipped ahead because I realized going through the whole alphabet would probably uh, lose a lot of people. So Nathan, that's the libertarianism bike That's tour. libertarianism. Is, is that it? And here, it sounds like we've come full circle, because it sounds like this is exactly what Mo was afraid of. The state of nature. The state of nature, and that's what you're offering Humans up as is, individuals. We just, we just do our thing. Fulfilling their potential. Right. Now, Mo thought that if we let people do that, they would all just go at mm -hmm. each other, steal each other's bikes and bike helmets, and whack each other with sackfuls of quarters, I think. A sock, and, of, a sock, a of, sock quarters. of quarters. Right, okay. Now, but you're saying that's not going to happen. Well, because they have their goal. Because we are not forced to share the same goal, people aren't necessarily getting in each other's way. Uh-huh. But if we did want to go to the same place, if there was a goal that we wanted, mm -hmm. uh, might there be a kind of scenario where we steal each other's bikes? Or is it that you believe that people are 
just nice. Or smart. Or rational or something. Whoa. I don't think I could make the claim that people are nice. Hmm. Although we are surprisingly nice. Maybe we'll have a podcast on that. But how people are surprisingly nice. Okay. Short podcast. <laughs> so Hobbesian. So Hobbesian. Um, so you're saying there could be problems with this. I just wonder, no, what about, is, does your bike tour account for this? Does your bike tour account for rogue, nasty cyclists of Moe's uh, vision? I'm going to go the opposite of what Moe's Hobbesian view was, where uh, she made the argument that it is <clears throat> worth sacrificing freedom in order for you to have the safety, and I'm going to say it's worth sacrificing the safety in order to have the bike uh-huh. riding freedom. Uh-huh. What happens to the people who who aren't as fast as some of you? You know, these people, the the, el- the aged uh, invalids, uh, people who are, you know, you know, just got their bikes and they have rusty old bikes and they're not really going very fast. These people are going to get left behind and, uh, you know, at the expense of all the people who can run off and get to the finish line. Well, uh, yes, I suppose that is true. When people aren't looking after each other. And I guess the other thing, now that I think about this, I guess we all need help sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. Because you see, because one of, again, coming back to Mo's and my kind of like premise is that actually everybody's equal. Uh, that's that's uh, my premise too. And sorry, and Lee's premise. <laughs> that we're all equal and that we actually have a kind of obligation, responsibility <clears throat> to actually honor that equality. And you seem to have just, which is exactly why Mo says, oh, well, you know, because actually we're all equal, but we're not very good at being equal. Um, that's why we need the leader. But you seem to have just thrown that out the window and said, well, actually, no, some people are better than others. And that's fine. Huh. And I guess, yeah, and nobody is really great on their own. But I, I think, Nathan, I wonder, if it's freedom, don't I have the freedom to help somebody? Don't I have the freedom to hook up with a small group of people that I might, you know, feel might protect my freedom? Like, aren't I just free to do what I want on this bike tour? That's true. You'd be free to to stop and help as well. I guess the question then would become, what kind of cyclists are we? Yeah. Hmm. Do we know what kind of cyclists we are? Uh, We are the same kind of cyclists that we are human beings. Awful. (laughs) But we never would have made it this... People are awful. We never would have made it this far if we were that terrible. I mean... Because we we were in the state of nature for tens of thousands of years before we we had civilization and, and we're so but weak. Our fingernails are so flimsy and our teeth, I mean, like the bears and the coyotes and the wolves and the squirrels and the and the chipmunks. They all would have eaten our lunch if we <laughs> if we were as terrible that as all to that. Me when I was camping, all of those animals ate your lunch. Just the chipmunks. They were, they were, <laughs> they're the worst. They were already more dominant than we were on the campsite. See, chipmunks can push Lee around. If, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that we do have this propensity to not be terrible, there's no way humans would have made it this far. I think we had, it's because we have the propensity to be rational. That's why I think mm. Mo is onto something. We're, we're basically animals. We're, we're <clears throat> you know, we're self-centered and animals are going to look out for their own. Um, you know, in their own families, but on the whole, they want they want to survive. But what we seem to have the edge over the animals is that we seem to have some sense of social awareness, which we could call a kind of rationality. Now, the question is, where does that... What's the best way of using that, I think? That sociability mm-hmm. within us. 
So what maybe we have decided is that humans do need community. Humans are a social animal. We can't go on our own. In fact, we don't want to go necessarily on this giant bike ride on our own. And maybe there's something to be said. This is going to be one of those wishy-washy endings. Uh, there's something to be said for, like, all of these situations have their flaws and their strengths. So maybe what we need to do, maybe what we have as of yet not done, is build the best possible bike route by learning from the mistakes of previous bike routes and taking the best of each and finding ways to eliminate the worst. And maybe that is the human project. Yeah, I can't say anything. Yeah, that's good. Good. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> After you define what it means to be human, I'm I'm out. That's how you end a podcast. <laughs>